0: What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Um, This is uh, the second installment to the series Spiritual Warfare, and um, it's entitled Oppression. Now, I want to state that it's been called Oppression because of the fact that the podcasts have been geared towards believers Um, not that non-believers, I don't, I'm not saying that non-believers shouldn't or cannot listen to it, but the things I'm saying, excuse me, in these podcasts, if you, if you don't believe, then I guess essentially I'm talking gibberish. So it's geared toward the believers. So when I bring up oppression, I'm saying oppression because we are very much able to be oppressed as opposed to being possessed. And, and that's a, that's a whole nother, uh, it's a whole nother topic. Um, but, um, I want to, uh, read this definition of what p- oppression means. Prolonged, cruel or unjust treatment or control the state of being subject to unjust treatment or control mental or, or, um, press mental pressure or distress, excuse me. So, um, with that, I want to read this, these couple Bible verses and it is, um, Luke four, 18 and 19. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring God. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Excuse me. Another way of saying that is the gospel. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released and that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free. And at that time, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. So I'm going to focus on that the oppressed will be set free. And the reason that I'm doing that is because obviously the topic of this is oppression. And again, I want to, I want to briefly go into, I brought up possession As opposed to oppression. I want to state the difference. Um, Excuse me. So. Possession. Cannot happen to the believer. Because once we gave our lives to Christ. We made a room. We made room for the Holy Spirit in our lives. So. What that means is. We cannot be. Um. The, the enemy can't possess what has already been possessed by the Holy Spirit. So where the Holy Spirit is, the enemy can't, can't make his home in. There's scripture in the Bible where people were possessed. And this, this was before all of this was before Christ had, uh, went on a cross and died for us. And, um, because when he died for us, <clears throat> he said, I, I must go so that the helper can come and comfort you. So the stories you hear about possession all happened before that time that Christ left. And the, the other, in talking about possession, um, anybody who isn't upset, accepting of, of the Lord can thus be possessed. Those of us who have the Holy Spirit cannot be possessed, but we can very much be oppressed. And so you, you, you might ask like, what does that mean? That the believers cannot be possessed because they, because God gave us the Holy Spirit and Satan cannot take that from us, but Satan can still come against us and cause us to question our salvation or to question our uh, purpose, or to question our uh, our calling, and an example of that that I can give you. Last episode, I pointed out that I came to Michigan for for my sister's funeral, and that <clears throat> I was having car problems. Well, I am still here. Um, we were able to get my wife and my son home, so they're home. But I had to stay behind and wait for the car. And it's been one trial after the next. Now, I'm, I'm telling this not from a place of defeat, but from a place of victory. And my reason for saying that is because Satan comes against us. And um, he, he there's nothing new under the sun, the Bible states. So Satan doesn't come against us. And uh, in a new way, he comes against us in ways that were successful in the past. So um, that is why he would use this to come against me. And, um, you know, I also want to point out that Satan does this to cause us to, you know, he he, he studies our weaknesses so that he can learn. How to to get in, you know, to to, uh, get us to cave in and quit so that we won't be effective in the kingdom. And in the instance that I told you with my personal life. um, He's trying to get this to come against me so that I will either question God or just say, I don't want to do this anymore. And. It it could affect my part in the kingdom because the podcast, like there, I was not going to do last episode until I got home and God told me to go on and do it. And so after that, I was like, okay, well, I'll wait till I get home to record the next episode. Well, I didn't get home and God Asked me, well, are you still going to do what I asked you, even though you didn't get the results that you wanted? And so I'm doing this podcast now because this from a place of victory, because, you know, this is this is the way to show that when Satan comes against us is to try to get us to cave in and quit. But we got to keep pressing. Um, So that is why I am telling this and you know, I'm getting home. I'm going home. There's nothing that Satan can do to stop that. He's going to, he's, he's been trying to get me to be in these places of defeat, but I'm not. So I, um, I also want to point out that I have a question for you. And, uh, the question is, do you know that Satan Knows us almost better than we know ourselves. Obviously, that's a rhetorical question, but think about it. The enemy has studied us from the time that we've come out of the womb to this point in our life, and the enemy's been studying us day and night, whether we're awake or whether we sleep. Now, now Satan can't read our minds. But what the enemy can do is study and study and study and find our weaknesses, our flaws and spit that out at and back against us. And it's to a point where there are some things that we do, like there's some reactions that we have that we might we might have responded to something a certain way and didn't think twice about it and just kept going. And then but the enemy saw that was like, hmm, OK. Let me write that down and uh, I'm going to keep note of that so that there's a certain point where there's another situation and Satan could be like, well, I saw, I saw how, I saw how they responded to this. So let me throw this at them." And again, the purpose is to get us to cave in and quit. So I want to point that out. And I also wanted to ask another question of. Do you know that Satan knows scripture better than we do? Satan knows the Bible front and back, back and front. An example of that is uh, in Luke, when Jesus was being tested, um, there's a part where the devil told him in Luke 4, 9, that then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point in the temple and said, If you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say he will order. He will order his angels to protect you and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt a foot, hurt your foot on a stone. Now that's nine through 11. Now what Satan was doing was reading scripture, which is the script the, the What he quoted when he says he will guard your angels to protect you and guard you so that they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Those come from Psalms 91, 11 through 12. And that was Satan saying, hey, man, go ahead and do this. Scripture says it's all right. Scripture says this is cool. You're good. This is what God said. And if you don't know scripture, you could be tripped up by that. Because Satan can twist what scripture says to get us to justify doing something that isn't right. That isn't what God wants us to do. That that isn't going to be um, edifying, building. He's using that scripture to twist so that we will do something foolish. But here's how we respond to that. What Jesus said in in verse 12, the scripture also says you must not test the Lord your God. So the response to, to Jesus can respond to that because Jesus knew scripture better than Satan did. Jesus was in the scripture so that when Satan threw scripture at him, he was like, "Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 man! You're you're saying that out of context, and that's why us knowing the context of scripture is so important, so that we can't be tripped up by Satan throwing scripture at us. Um, so that I mean, that's that's important for us to remember, and you know, because Satan does that to you know, for lack of knowledge and wisdom, you know, and to find our weaknesses. And so, I also want to read." which I've read, but I want to read again. <clears throat> First Peter five, eight. And it says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. The devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone. He looking for someone to devour. And as I said, stay last last go round in the last episode. And the King James says, he's looking for someone he may devour. I read that. Why? I want to point out that, um, if we're not paying attention we will get caught up in um we will get caught up in the devil's schemes so we got to be we got to be we got to stay alert and in the in the also in the king james says sober minded and a lot of people hear that and they just focus on the sober minded of course it means to be sober in the sense of not drinking smoking whatever that is but it also means being clear minded you got to be you got to have your mind clear So that people, correction, you got to be clear minded so that when the enemy and the schemes are thrown at you, you can pick out that's, that's spiritual, that's spiritual warfare. That's excuse me. That's the enemy coming at me. That's the enemy coming against me. And you know, that's why it's important to be sober in the sense of not being intoxicated because when we're not when we're not clear minded when we're under the influence we're we don't have a clear mind of things and it could it could um taint what our thinking so and you know and I'm not gonna get into all the things that can come from that i mean <clears throat> you know you know what happens i mean we've all we, even us even us saints us believers, we've all had our, our lives and we've all known what kind of things have happened from being under the influence. So, no need to go into all of that. But I do want to just state that that's why it's important to be sober minded so you can be aware of the schemes that the enemy's throwing at us. And so, I want to go ahead and say this and I'm going to end on this. And we have examples of oppression. Or possession, but again, this is getting towards the Christian. Uh, examples of oppression are addiction, uncontrolled anger, unbelief, greed, laziness, lust, pride, disrespect, worship. No, and I mean you can even throw stuff like atheism in there, and that—that's why I say oppression slash possession. And all it is is when people hear stuff like this, all it is is that. Another verse read was that Ephesians, in Ephesians, when it says that we war not with people, but with the spirits and principalities, that's what that's talking about. When you bring up being, being possessed and oppressed, it's not the spooky stuff you see on, on the movies, you know, like the exorcist where they're spitting out green pea, pea soup and all of that. That's just to downplay what it is. But you know, things like uncontrolled anger, if you can't control yourself, there's a spirit behind that, whether it be anger, lust, deceit. I mean, whatever the things are from the list, if you can't control yourself, that's usually because there's a spirit behind it and the spirit behind it is trying to get you to get off of what God has for your life and what God has intended to do for you in your life. So I'm going to wrap it up with that. And, um. I want to say that I hope that that blessed you. I hope that somebody under the sound of my voice heard that and it, it touched you and it, it helps you with something that you're possibly going through. And um, I also want to say that um, the next episode is, is still spiritual warfare. And the title of that is people getting on your nerves. <laughs> so I know we can all relate to that. So with that being said, I pray that y'all have a good day. I love you and God bless.